Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of D Money, and I need a nickname. What's my nickname? E Plo Ploho. That's just okay. I'm out. Plot hell. <laughs> this guy. It's over it's here. the super Super Bowl edition. Just, yes. How would you say it? How, wait, the how you Super say it? Super Bowl Super Bowl edition of D Money and Eric Show. Because yeah. they added super in front of wild card because they added one extra game and they're like, that Dumb. sounds good, right? Dumbest so, thing ever. But it's the Super Bowl week. Weekend, week, preview, football. Yeah, no football review last week because the Pro Bowl doesn't count because nobody watches it anymore. No. I didn't watch it. So I didn't either. From what I heard, it was better. I just saw that I just saw the the hit that your boy Ramsey did on Tyree Kill. I wouldn't call it a hit. I but flag. He was he was going for a flag and fell into him. <laughs> it wasn't or, a hit. Or he kind of put his he kind of just pushed him. He pushed him. It's fine. <laughs> Anywho, we Pretty good are push, here. Though. It's fine. We've got compared to what they normally have to deal with, it's fine. Yeah, that's true. We got some stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to start with the Colorado teams update. The NBA trade deadline has come and gone. Nuggets made two moves. Mm-hmm. A lot of trades happened. A lot of trades happened. Some big ones, including Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. The Lakers got rid of Russell Westbrook, who's going to get bought out. Because uh, nobody wants him. Because nobody wants him because he's a ball hog and he's not very good anymore. No, he's trash. Um, and then we'll kind of preview what the Nuggets are going to do from here on out. The Avs are back in action, and I kind of oh. wish they weren't. Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that, and maybe the Avs need to make a move or seven to uh, help this team. I don't know what the heck's wrong with them, but uh, yeah. we'll talk about that. Stats of the week. Um, we're going to talk some NFL news before we get into the Super Bowl. Like Aaron Rodgers needs to just be locked in the dark for the rest of his life. Um, also... Uh, I've, I don't have this in the rundown, but his uh, the guy who he took the job from also needs to be locked in the dark for the rest of his life. Brett Favre, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, other NFL news like Cardinals, they they're they're screwed. Yeah, we we'll, we'll get to them and bash them because they're and then we'll they're touch so on the, dumb. They're so dumb. And then the NFL awards is uh, took place over the week too. We'll talk about the awards that were given out there and then we will preview each team in the super super bowl so Derek, yes the nuggets mm, they made some moves they sure did they made some trades Derek, we, tell me about these trades well we talked about uh you know bones highland he uh first big one we we, we talked about we kind of figured he was on go. his way out i mean his playing time was going away and then he was just being inactive and sitting on the bench. So the writing was on the wall. We knew he was going to be traded. And yeah, he went to, I don't know why they traded him to the Clippers. I mean, that really kind of baffled me. Like, why would you trade him to your, if I had to guess it's because they one wanted, they kind of let bones say like, Hey, where do you want to go? Mm. Or two, they don't think he's very good. I mean, maybe. So to break it down, 
uh, Bones Highland and Houston Rockets shooting guard Eric Gordon are both going to L.A. in separate yes. deals. And the Clippers are sending center Mason Plumley from the Charlotte Hornets. So it was a three-team deal. And then Denver mm-hmm. is receiving two second-round picks in 2024 and 2025. For Can, I want to say this real fast. I have all the transactions up here. Yeah. Most of these trades – are you read them as traded as a four player deal, four player deal, four team deal, four team deal, four team deal, four team deal, three team deal. That's a lot. Just make a damn trade. <laughs> well, you got to get other teams involved for, I guess, compensation and it's other so players, I guess. Dumb. Anywho, it's just the way it is in the NBA. No, it's dumb. Move on. Multiple teams are always involved. <clears throat> What about the Nuggets trades? What else did the Nuggets do? Uh, the Lakers uh, sent Thomas Bryant, so a center, to the Nuggets. So pretty good. You get a backup uh, center, and then the L.A. received uh, second-round picks in 2025, 26, and 29 from the Nuggets. It's a lot to give up. It is, but... I guess they uh, there's something in them that they, that they see, and I guess they got a guy for hey when Jokic needs a breather, they have somebody that can come in. I guess substitute and you know play well for him. Well, and that was the thing. The Nuggets didn't really have a backup center; they were just kind of playing a positionless well, basketball when the second unit came in. They, well, they had DeAndre Jordan, but that guy is just not he's, that good. He's not a backup center. No, anymore. he's he's not. No, he's just not that good. And not a good center. So. I figured that's probably why they made this move because they needed a good solidified center exactly. for when Jokic needs to come out, and I think they have one now. Oh yes, but I don't think they really need to make a lot of moves. I mean, they're 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 playing really really well. Yeah. Uh, the, well, I mean, kind of, but, but uh, yeah. I, I just think it kind of proves that this is the core. You've got Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. This is the future for the Nuggets. And then you got Bruce Brown coming off the bench, who's kind of also been starting. And Christian Brown, they didn't play either. They're rookie. They think mm-hmm. he's going to be part of the future too. Mm-hmm. So this this is basically the team that you're going to have for the rest of eternity. That's not true. But and it's not, and they don't have your boy anymore, whole uh, bull bull. Well, so they he's traded him last the... year. Yeah, I know. And he's been playing with Orlando and actually doing all right. Not bad. Good but it, it just kind of proves that if you get your core, the draft means nothing in the NBA because there's only two rounds and there's only, what, 12 spots on an NBA roster at most? Uh, counting it right now, yeah. So if, you, if you've got your core, you got your team. 16. 16, yeah. So they have That's some it. In for, for reserves and stuff like that. That's it, yeah. So it's not very big roster. And most of the time, only 10 people play. If Deon- that. I was just looking, Eric. DeAndre Jordan and Nikola Jokic are big men. They're huge. 6'11", they both are. Jokic is 284. Jordan is 270. Holy and then crap. Thomas Bryant, who they traded for, 6'10", 248. That's a... That's a big man. That's a monster of a man. I like how everybody on the team is over six feet tall. Well, I mean, you kind of have to in basketball. Yeah. Derek, you and I couldn't play basketball. 
Oh, God. Are you kidding me? Guy that's average six, ass height. With uh, that guy's 6'11, do you know how bad he would just embarrass me and swat me? That's a, that's a foot taller than us. <laughs> yeah, that'd be no, no, thank you. But I, I like the, tra- I, I don't like the Bones trade because I think he actually could be a good player. And he was exciting, you know, for the Nuggets uh, coming off the bench. But I, I guess think he, he just wanted, wanted more playing time. Exactly. He wanted more playing time. And he kind of played a style that the Nuggets don't play, which is spread mm-hmm. the ball around. He's more of a, for lack of a better term, Russell Westbrook kind of guy where it's like, my ball, mine, mine, <laughs> mine no, no, no. Pretty, pretty no, much. Mine. But into the other teams. And first of all, oh, we didn't talk about it last week because it didn't happen. But LeBron James, most points scored in NBA history. Mm-hmm. He did it. He uh, done deadly done did it. Yeah, but some people are like, oh, he's the best. I was like, no, he's not the best ever. Just because he has that, I don't think it makes him the best ever. I, that's my opinion. I don't know if that's yours. I think it's hard to say that he could be better than Michael Jordan it's because very hard. of how many times Michael Jordan won. And not to and mention just Jordan is just everybody knows who he is. And that's Eric, you, you go out in public, everybody's always wearing his merchandise. Everybody. Course. Hats, shirts, shoes, everything. Yeah. Well, and then well, I, I mean, just like on the court though. And like there's the one argument where it's like, oh, LeBron needed people around him. And it's like, well, Michael needed people around him too. I'm like, yeah. Because it's a team sport, jackasses. But, you have to have other people around you to play the sport. But it's Jordan not five on one. But Jordan didn't have to leave and go to another city to win a title like LeBron did in Miami. No, but then it, that doesn't matter because LeBron came back to Cleveland and won anyway. With so it doesn't of, matter. With the help of Kyrie and Kevin Love and others, yeah. Like, yeah. Michael Jordan had uh, Scottie Pippen. Dennis Rodman. And yeah. Dennis Rodman. He needed yep. help too. He did. So it doesn't matter to me that LeBron had to go to another place to win. But it is impressive though that he broke the point streak. He he's also the only person to win three championships with three different teams. He is. LeBron is probably I think it's Jordan is 1A and LeBron is 1B. Probably. They're both the <laughs> best players in NBA history. Just like on that dumpster. Exactly. Just like in episode 33 um, of our show. Or is it 31? 31. Yes, I know. It was the last time I got him with Bofa. Yeah, um, I'm not falling for that crap again. <laughs> hey, Derek, you ever heard of the stack called Bofa? No, I'm over it. <laughs> um, so, look, hats off to LeBron. He's he's since Michael Jordan, though, we both agree he's been the best basketball player since then. Yes. Kobe Bryant's behind him, but Kobe Bryant's up there too, man. He's good. Yeah. I still I still think a lot of people I was saying though, they're debating. They're like, if you could take LeBron or Kobe, who would you take? I'm like, oh, I Bryant without a doubt. Oh, I'd take LeBron. No. Oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant was good, Eric. He w- he was very good. He was very good. He scored 81 points. He's he was amazing. You know how many titles he won too? He was great. 
Five. He was fantastic. He was good. I think LeBron's better. Eesh. Not by much. I'll, I'll give you. I think it's Jordan, LeBron. As I said, one A, one B. Then you got Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, um, I mean <laughs> the Mamba, Black Mamba. That's right. I drink his um his body armor flavor all the time. Do you? Yeah, dude, it's freaking good. Strawberry, yeah. grape. strawberry grape. Oh, it's delicious. Body armor, by the way. Go get it. Better than Gatorade. There you go. Picking up a new sponsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode of Derek and Eric brought to you by Mumble. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yes, there was a lot of uh... – A lot of trades. Let's touch on the three biggest ones. So Yes. The Lakers get rid of Russell Westbrook to the Jazz who are going to cut him basically because they don't want him that's just um, amazing it's amazing they you trade for someone him. and then you're like yeah okay bye the the lakers i have it here they added a lot a few pieces and got rid of a few Devon pieces. reed mo bamba yes not mamba mo bamba uh did they add d'angelo russell or did they get rid of him no they added him they, the add, lakers so added, they added him. russell they added Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. Mm-hmm. So those are five significant moves. So that clearly shows you that the they're trying to make a push. The Lakers are getting those guys. But if we look here at the standings, they're in thirteenth in the West. Exactly. You got a lot of ground to make up there, homie. I mean, I guess they're only three out of the number 10 spot to get into the play-in games, but that's a lot of play. That's a lot of spots to move up. You got to hop Portland, OKC, and Utah. Yeah. Um, but I want to I know why teams help the Lakers out. Why would you take on Westbrook just to get rid of them? What are you doing, Jazz? you're helping the Lakers so you can get draft capital instead. I, I mean, they got rid of all, they, all their team in the off season anyway. So I guess that's all they were caring about is just getting more draft capital because that's what they got for Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. And I guess, and now they're going to get that for Westbrook. They just cared about, Oh, we just want the capital to draft. And now they cut them. I don't yeah. know. Well, and then other trades, the I have Nuggets... the... oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I have the breakdown of the big Phoenix Suns one, so, too. So, yeah, the, the – dog. The, um, the, the Nuggets' path to a championship got a little bit tougher as the oh, Brooklyn yeah. Nets decided to blow up their roster, and they yeah. trade Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks and Kevin Durant to the Suns. Yeah, and the Suns, this is, this is a lot. A big so, trade. So the Suns are sending Kyle Bridges – Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four, four first round picks and a 2028 pick swap to the Nets for Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. Damn. And they also added Darius Baisley. I don't know who the hell that is. Yeah, but but you add four first round picks. So you're really, I guess you're relying on him to stay there for a while. Well, I think it kind of goes back to the Suns have a core. Yeah. With Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. And, and now Booker's got a got Durant. Do they, yeah. do they still have DeAndre Ayton too? Uh yes. 
so that you know now you add Kevin Durant to that, and you have Chris Paul, who's old and can't play anymore. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, um, old. So, so you add him to that group. So the Suns are on paper probably the best team in the West right now, mm-hmm. but they're not. Go Nuggets! But I, I like how the Phoenix Suns guy came out and he lied and said, "Oh no, we're not." Or the Nets guy, "Oh, we're not going to trade Durant at this time." Until finally, oh okay, you know, gone. Nope. Well, if somebody offers you all that, you're going to take it. Oh yeah, right. And for the Suns, like four first round picks for one of the top mm. five NBA players in the league. It's not. Who cares? Yeah, but that's a lot of picks. It is. I just got done talking about how if you have your core, it doesn't matter. It's like well, it's like the Clippers when they sent four first round picks to get Paul George. Yeah, look how that's worked out for him so far. <laughs> to get a title, yeah. They haven't Dude even can't seen... stay healthy. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard likes to take half the season off. With this creepy laugh. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, I-, I think it's a good move for the Suns. I think they, just, they just became super dangerous in the West. They they did. I mean, they're definitely going to be a team to keep an eye on right now. I mean, record-wise, they're 31-27 and 27 right now. They're fifth in the West. So look for them to probably, you know, make a strong push towards getting a better seed. Or... Well, and especially because Dallas is 6-4 and four in their last 10. And mm-hmm. Memphis is three and seven in their last ten. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Um, but and then the Nuggets sitting at the top of the the conference at thirty eight and eighteen right now, so they're still they're still hanging on there. But then yeah. the one where I don't know if they got a lot better is the Mavericks in Kyrie getting Irving. Kyrie Irving, because now you have two ball dominant players, Luka Doncic, yep, Luka Doncic and. Kyrie Irving on the same team. That's not so, going to work. So I was getting ready to ask you, Eric, uh, over, under, Kyrie's in Dallas for two years. Oh, under. <laughs> so I was going to say, too, I don't see him being there that long. Because, I mean, Doncic apparently had – he approved the trade because they went to him, which they should have. It's his team. He's the superstar. It's, it's, it's the, the team, same thing yeah. that they should – like the Nuggets make a trade. They go to Jokic. Yeah. It's his team. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess he approved it for some crazy reason. He and wants now, to miss now his the teammate, I guess. Now the Dallas Mavericks are going to be the craziest team in the NFL mentally. NBA, NFL, NBA, because <laughs> Kyrie Irving's stupid. He's uh, he's something. He, he he's a character. That's let's instead of stupid, I'll say he's a character. Oh, yeah, he thinks he also he believes the earth is flat, so he's just let's get ready. Um, to, I was getting ready to say that. I was like, Eric, we're talking about a guy who thinks the earth is flat, so, so there you go. I think the biggest team to worry about is now Phoenix in the West, mm-hmm. not the Lakers. They suck. Go abs. How crazy would that be, though, if uh, the first round Dallas and Phoenix play each other, Durant versus his old teammate? Well, we know Dallas is going to lose. Wasn't that crazy? Just a year ago, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving were all on the same team, and now they're all gone. Well, Harden's old and can't play anymore because they started. They stopped calling those stupid, oh, flopped fouls, he got touched, he never gets touched, and he falls down. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that he's been awful ever since they stopped calling that? Yes, I have. Anywho. Um, and Joel Embiid's not as good as Jokic. 
No. Uh, Kevin Durant's still really good. And Kyrie Kyrie Irving, when he shuts up and plays basketball, he's He's great. He's, he's, he's very good. He's a very good player. But I just but don't. Then res- he gets behind the microphone after every game, and he's just like, "Dude, I don't." I don't not making things worse, and he sounds like he, he's making it sound like him and Durant were locked behind bars in Brooklyn. Supposedly, I, in parentheses, because of something we're going to talk about later, allegedly, the Brooklyn Nets bought houses for their playmates. For their side pieces. Oh boy. Oh boy. They gave you everything you wanted, and then you go, nah, Brooklyn's not, we're not winning. So uh I, I hate to say this though. I would never ever want to be a teammate of Irving, Kyrie Irving. So never. I don't know if I'd want to be in the NBA. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to be his teammate. Like, if I literally saw him in the locker room, I would just glare at him. He'd be like, what's your problem with you? I'd be like, flat out, just tell him, I don't like you. The only way I could see is, like, I'm really good friends with him. But to be honest, I don't think he and I would get along very well. No! <laughs> I wouldn't get along with him, period. But just as a teammate, he just does not seem like a guy that you want. Because if you, you, critique, you try to critique him or criticize him, he's going to just whine and complain and be like, oh, I went out of town. Yeah. So I don't know if it makes Dallas better. I mean, I guess it does because, like we said, Irving can be really good basketball player. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think it's a stupid trade. I wouldn't have done it. No. Anywho, let's move it to the Nuggets' upcoming schedule. Yes, which looks pretty favorable, especially today. Since we last recorded, mm-hmm. they split a home-and-home home versus Minnesota. Yeah, and then they kicked the living crap out of Minnesota. They yes, were they at Minnesota, one... then they hosted them. And then they beat them 146-112 to 112 here. <laughs> MPJ put in 30. Mm. Um, but then they lose in Orlando. Mm. How? I don't know. They just they had an off night, I guess. Derek, Orlando's not good. No, they're twenty three and thirty three. The only reason uh, they're not bottom of the conference in the East is because Detroit and Charlotte are even worse. But I think the reason they lost is Eric is um, they turned the ball over too much in this game. Yeah. If you look at the turnovers, they had a lot of turnovers in this game against Orlando. And clearly that's what cost him. I mean, it was good, though. At least Aaron Gordon was the leading scorer in this game. Yeah. But someone else is stepping up besides Jokic. But I just think turnovers is what kind of cost him. But, you know, you're going to have games, I guess, like this where they're just going to have off nights, and I think that's what it was. And then tonight they play the crappy, extremely crappy, Charlotte Hornets, and I think they probably go in and just spank them. I can't say that they will. They, they gave up 115 to Orlando. Yeah, but I can say that this team is different from past couple of years, and I think they're going to go into Charlotte and you know not have another off night like they did in Orlando and kick the crap out of them. Well, let's listen to their upcoming schedule at Charlotte tonight as we record mm-hmm. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Then the day after the Super Bowl, 
they are no. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Day after the Super Bowl, they're at Miami. Mm-hmm. And then they host Dallas. And then they're at Cleveland, so back to back games. But they're at Cleveland on February twenty third. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That I thought it was back to back because it's not Thursday. So yeah, they the All Star break. Or is that the All Star break? I would assume it's the All Star break. Yeah. So I mean. Look, I mean, the Charlotte one, you you should win that handily. Mm-hmm. Miami is going to be tough. They're a damn good I almost said football team. See, too much <laughs> NFL. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. They're, they're a damn good basketball team. And then you – honestly, you have to beat Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I think they I, I think they play well against Dallas. But, you know, the Miami game, it wouldn't surprise me if they slip up there because, like I said, Miami's good. Mm-hmm. Miami's currently sixth in the East. Um, they, and like, like you said, they, sh- you got to spank Charlotte and then you got to beat Dallas. No, but I was going to say they played Dallas, uh, three times this year already. And Dallas has beaten them twice. So win split, destroy murder, murder. Good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> on the court, violent? on the court, on the court. So, I mean, you beat them here, then you even up the series, I guess. So, yeah. well, I'm looking at their schedule. I don't know if they play them again after this. I don't think so. They do not. So get the split. Mm-hmm. Prove that they aren't worthy. Are you talking old English? Hear ye, hear ye. Dallas sucks. But no, but no, real quick, just just take care of Charlotte tonight, though, because you need to. First and foremost, just take your frustration out that you that you did on that you should have done to Orlando and take it out on Charlotte tonight. You got stuff. Now on to the other Colorado team. All right, let's move things on to oh boy. the Avs. So they come off the all-star break. Oh, and for let's see here. Mm. Would you say 55 minutes? They look like the best team in hockey. In which against game? the Penguins. Oh, yes. And then they lose two to one in OT. Because they just take the they mm. the abs are doing this really annoying thing that I can't stand it when they do it. Is when they have the lead in the third, they stop being aggressive. They turtle up in their own zone and just try to dump the puck out and it doesn't work because you're playing defense the whole time. You're not pushing the pace. Mm-hmm. So then they're, they were out shooting Pittsburgh 30 to 15 at one point in this game. It was sick. And then they lose the shots on goal. They lose the game and they only get a point out of a game. They should have had two points. Yeah. Now a little bit of that game was they got goalie because DeSmith played his ass off in that 40, game. 41 saves out of 42 shots. Pretty good, pretty good game. That's a great game. Mm-hmm. But like I said, they just went into shell mode mm-hmm. and they lost. What are you doing? No, most the whole, part. The whole reason your team is good is because you push the pace. You force teams to have to defend you. 
Most importantly, just because it worked against in the cha- in the uh, the Stanley Cup final, mm. where the last game you played against Tampa, you basically just shut them down offensively. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's going to work all the time, and I don't know why they do it. Also, Jeff Carter's a oh, I want to swear so much. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, I know. Yep. Um, he takes a cheap shot, puts a shoulder into McCarr's head. Yeah. The officials said, nope, they just ran into each other. The league office said, nope, they just ran into each other. Stupid. They also took into account that McCarr wasn't hurt on the play. He came back in the game and like, I see, he's fine. No suspension. Yeah, that now was he's stupid. out for two days to, or two games to two weeks uh-huh. is the timeline. That's because stupid. he has a head injury. Mm-hmm. And I hope Jeff Carter gets suspended. He's not going to because the NHL is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um. I wanted McDermott to destroy him. <laughs> Just destroyed, but he never did. Yeah. Um, they will get another crack at Pittsburgh as they play him, but it's not until they will. Uh, but in then March. the second game they played on Thursday. Was oh, God. They, ESPN. On ESPN, they get mm. blown out 5 nothing against Tampa Bay. The Avs mm. were never in this game. No. Not even close. They just. Well, and the thing with the Pittsburgh game, I'll say this. You get uh, – sorry, I don't mean to bounce back and forth, but the Avs also had a power play in OT. You got to win the game. Mm-hmm. Got to they, hit, they hit the post line. twice, but mm. you got to bury the, the puck. You got to yeah. win that hockey game, and they didn't. And then Tampa, mm. Rantanen had one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. It was bad. He got – there was a couple of points. So when um, Hagel scored his two goals – the first one, Rantanen gets checked off, looks for a penalty, which it wasn't a penalty. No. And then doesn't get back in the play and leaves Hagel wide open. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, Rantanen falls down. Hagel's wide open again, buries another his second goal of the game. And then Rantanen gets a misconduct because he breaks his stick on the boards. He had a horrible game and honestly deserved to get kicked out of that game. Yeah, because he's playing like crap, and he let his emotions get over, yeah, take over. Georgiev didn't look good in net. Oh, God, no. Uh, McKinnon was overskating the puck everywhere. McCarr wasn't in. Um, Nichushkin doesn't look like he has his skating legs yet. You think it's just uh, off game or what for him? I don't think they wanted to play that game. Mm. And Tampa – was coming off a game where Florida blew them out seven to nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then this... they lost, they they gave up a three-goal lead to San Jose and lost it overtime. Tampa came out with something to prove, and the Avs looked like a team that just lost two to one to Pittsburgh in overtime and couldn't come back from it. Mm. So now they go to Florida. Though I guess they're still in Florida. They play the Panthers tonight. You're in a must-win game. Yeah, you, you, you got to beat the you got to beat Florida, and then on and then yeah, like I said, the upcoming schedule you get to get a redemption game against uh, Tampa as they come visit you now. So I'm looking at the, the we'll just talk about next week. They play at Florida, host Tampa, back to back against Minnesota, and then they host St. Louis. Tampa, I don't think is a must win. They have back to back against Minnesota. No, I'm sorry, they go they. They host Tampa, then the next night go to Minnesota. Go to Minnesota, yeah. You have to go three and one in these games. And especially against Minnesota, 
You yeah. cannot lose oh, that game. You need they're to tied with that. you in the standings, and they're playing just as bad as you are right now. Yeah, you need to beat Minnesota. And honestly, I mean, when Tampa Bay comes back here, you better put in a better performance than you did when you went and played them. You don't have to win. Just play the game. And just don't – yeah, just don't don't look like crap like you did again when you no, went and played I, them. I, I do think coming up tonight, it's a must win against Florida. Oh, yeah. Minnesota's a must win. And honestly, so is St. Louis. So uh, they're in a tough spot. Now, I want to talk about this, Derek. Mm-hmm. Trade deadline is the 21st of February in the NHL. So that is a week from Tuesday. Yes. What moves, if any, do you think the Avs need to make? Oh, well, definitely some depth. <laughs> maybe, uh-huh. uh, maybe a, we say a center. You think they need a center? I do think they need a second line center. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pull it up. They're rumored to be linked to a Calgary flame. I believe his name is Sean Monahan. I'm going to pull up his stats, but also I want to talk about, I think the Avs need their captain back. Lannisgog. Oh, big time. And he's, isn't he sometime this month? End of the month I heard is when he's probably going to come back. Okay. So I can't get here soon enough. <laughs> because he's, um, he's hurt. Yeah. Well, he got, was it surgery? His knee ACL? surgery at the beginning of the season and it just hasn't, yeah hasn't healed. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. It does. Cause yeah, we definitely are missing him. We need him bad. And it's just, it's def- and like it, it just feels like at any moment the Avs could just completely blow a team out, like whenever. Mm-hmm. But they, they just aren't finding that rhythm. They just aren't quite there. And I don't know no. what it is. I, I don't know. Just they're not in sync with one another or something. I mean, we've talked about this is that once all these guys came back that maybe they would go on a run and start getting in sync and maybe Landeskog's kind of the last guy they need to, he's like the missing puzzle piece. You get him back in and then, you know, you get your captain back in and everybody could start gelling and playing better together. I don't know. Man, I can't find this guy's stats. I don't know where he is. Um, But no, they definitely need a, I like we each agree a second line center. They need to get in the trade deadline. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and knowing Sackick, I think he's probably going to be aggressive and he's probably going to make a move for, for somebody. Yeah. Unlikely. And it's not going to – I like, I've also heard that um, Taves from uh, – Jonathan Taves from Chicago has been rumored. Patrick Kane from Chicago has been rumored. Oh, my gosh. Um, the only the- problem is they'd have to clear some space to uh... – Yeah. Is it Mikhail Backlund? Might be Backlund they're looking at. From Calgary? From Calgary. Okay. I'll have to pull it up. But um, Derek, is there anybody else you think they could potentially look at that you know of, I should say? Uh, I don't think so. Like I said, center, maybe some depth players to have some depth. What do you think? Uh, Center for sure. Uh, They've got to have somebody who can take – like his new hook, he's good. He's just mm-hmm. not quite there. Yeah. 
But that's definitely their biggest weakness is they do need another center. Yeah. They 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 just need somebody to play that second line behind McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Avs actually did the thing I was talking about where they split up McKinnon and Rantanen to yeah. get some depth because it's like okay, you know, we we survived McKinnon. Oh god, here comes Rantanen. Um, and you know that's that's not that's not easy to deal with, but when the Avs can't bury the puck, it don't matter. (laughs) It don't matter. So they've got to figure out how to score. And we 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 talked about it. These next four games, like you said, you got to go three and one. And one of those wins, you better beat Minnesota. You better. Yes, that 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 is probably the must win out of all of these ones. I would also say tonight is second. Wednesday at 7.30, TNT. We'll be watching. We'll be be watching a lot of hockey now, with especially on Sundays with the Super Super Bowl being this tomorrow. Oh, yes. (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to do it for Colorado team update. Mm -hmm. We are going to dive into stats of the week. But yes. first, let's hear a word from Derek's sponsors. Body armor. What? I don't know. We're here. Sponsors. Welcome back to Derek and Eric's show. Stats of the week. Derek, you said you wanted to kick things off. So why don't you kick things off? Stats of the week. All right, I'll go first. So how, how about this? Tomorrow, a streak. Patrick Holmes will look to snap tomorrow. The last nine reigning MVPs who've played in the Super Bowl, Eric, have all lost. Hey, I have that stat. How about that? So hopefully that streak continues. <laughs> oh, and this is crazy. Look at this. LeBron James averages 27.23 points per game during his career. He broke the all-time scoring record on February 7th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Dude, some of this stuff is just insane when you, when you come down to it. And then how about this? Eric? A number that they'll never get away from. Tom Brady's career stats against the Falcons. 28 touchdowns, three inters. Uh-huh. 28 to three. Matt Ryan and the Falcons, I mean, whatever you're, you're gone and dead, that's going to be on your tombstone, 28 yeah, to no three. No kidding. It's never going away. I was like, um, Matt, it's going to be Matt. So to, to tag off that, Matt mm-hmm. Ryan joked around. He was like, I was thinking of retiring, but then Tom Brady beat me to the punch. And now 28 to three is going to hang over my, for me for the rest of my life, unless I fix it. <laughs> and how about this? This is, this is impressive and just crazy. Uh, this past Wednesday, UConn's women's basketball lost back-to-back games for the first time, Eric, since 1993. Mm-hmm. That's a span of 1,083 games. Stop stealing my stats, Derek. Well, I I found I found all these <laughs> on, on Google. <laughs> and my last one. This is crazy. Speaks to the the previous eight Super Bowls. Uh, each of the last eight Super Bowls, the team who won the opening coin toss has lost the game. So whoever wins the coin toss tomorrow, Eric, they might lose. Mm-hmm. And that's all that's all I got. All right. I 
have a fun one here. Best NIL deals in college football. Oh, good God. These got to be ridiculous. First one, quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners, General Booty. That is his name, General Booty. B-O-O-T-Y? He's got shirts that say reporting for duty. General Booty reporting for duty. <laughs> I might have to buy one of those. That's awesome. That's pretty good. That um, is great. DeColdest Crawford, that is his name, DeColdest, um, has a NIL deal DeColdest with SOS heating and cooling. That's smart. Bijan Robinson from Texas, running back, has mm-hmm. Bijan mustard instead of Dijon. Bijan mustard. Smart. Smart. Very smart. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, cornerback. Oh, it's shocker. by Kool-Aid. Shocker. Didn't see that one coming. Uh, this one says Dearness Collins. He's a big old hoss lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh, is sponsored by Popeye's. Okay. General, um, General, General Booty. General Booty, re- Booty. Reporting for duty. That is just great. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's a great slogan. Yep. The rest of these aren't as funny as those ones, but uh, yeah, so that there's that. I thought that one was kind De, of fun. The coldest by heating, SOS heating and cooling. Dude, that is just genius. Hey, I want to throw shade at Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady has more retirements than Rodgers has Super Bowl wins. <laughs> Two retirements to one Super Bowl. Ah! Suck it, Rodgers. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, in each of the last eight Super Bowls, the team that won the opening coin toss, Derek. Yeah, I just said that one. Lost the game. Stop stealing my stats. You already stole my segment. It's your own segment. I didn't steal your segment. I just stole that stat. God. All right. How about this? Do you know the alcoholic soda? Tequila sodas, Casa Azul. Uh, yeah, aren't they like brand new? They are brand new. Yes, I've heard uh, about that. Travis Kelsey has more postseason receptions than those have calories. He's got 127 receptions. Those have 100 calories. Oh, my God. That's pretty impressive, actually. 100, <laughs> 127 postseason catches. Yes, 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 yes. He's only going to add to that tomorrow, too, I'm sure. All right, Derek, who are the last 10 NFC champions? Oh, my God. Uh, it's not counting this year. Uh, you got the Eagles because they went to the Super Bowl a few years ago. Uh, Saints? Nope. They were. I guess they were longer than 10 years. Every uh, team but the Saints in that division has had an NFC championship in the last 10 years. The Bucks, Panthers. Bucks in 2020, uh, Panthers in 2015, Falcons, Falcons in 2016. Um, God, well, who else from the NFC is gone? I'll give you a hint. The next Rams, six Rams, Rams are 2021. Hold on, Rams are 2021 and 2018. Niners are 2019 and 2012. Yes. The other two teams, one is the same team, and we're back to back years. Seahawks? The Seahawks. Mm-hmm. 2014-2013. That's right. I forgot about them. So, the NFC West is best, mainly because of the Rams. 
or your Niners. I saw, I, I was listening to a Dan Patrick show this week mm-hmm. and they had Fred Warner on. Oh, God. And listening to that interview, I was like, gosh, dang it. I really like Fred Warner as a person. But then once, as soon as he puts on that off red maroon jersey with the gold pants, I can't stand him. But man, is he a good linebacker. He is, but he just plays for a crappy team. Ugly ass jerseys and the ugly ass team. Hey, at least you don't have to watch them tomorrow, right? They got spanked by the Eagles. <laughs> there you go. Tom Brady's record versus every NFL team, Derek. It's sick. There are two teams that he does not have a winning record against. Mm-hmm. Two questions. Denver's one they? of them. Denver's Is... one of them. Yep. And are they losing records? No, with Denver, he's at 500. And then, the po- and then at the postseason, he has a losing record against Denver. Yeah, we're talking about not postseason. I know, but I'm just saying, yeah. Um, so he's nine know, nine against the Broncos. I don't know who the other team is. I have no clue. My least favorite Niners. He's two and two against them in his career. Hmm, interesting. But like, listen to these numbers, man. Against the Jets, thirty-one and eight. That's t- the Bills. He's thirty-three and three. That's sick. The Dolphins. He's twenty-four and twelve. Um, Colts sixteen and four. Wow. Steelers twelve and four. Chargers 10 and 2, Falcons 11 and 1. <laughs> he owns them. Uh, 9 and 2 versus the Texans. Uh, 7 and 3 versus the Titans. 6 and 1 versus the Raiders. Never lost to Minnesota. Wow. Actually, let's do that one. Teams he's never lost to. There's three of them Minnesota. Minnesota's one of them. Yes, I gave you that. Detroit. No. He lost to them. He's five and two against the Lions. Yes. Damn. Uh, who else has he never lost to? I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. It's going to give it away. But he was on these two teams: the Bucks, the Bucks, and the Patriots. He's one and zero against the Patriots and four and zero against the Bucks. That's right, because he played the he played the Patriots just once. Yep. Mm-hmm. The inf- the infamous Sunday night game. God, he's good. He was. He is. Um, that's all I got because you stole my stats. Oh, when get your own goddamn segment there. <laughs> Anyways, let's go on to uh talk crap about a couple fran- uh, franchises. Well, yeah, someone. so we're gonna move it on to NFL news talk. I want to touch on this first. I brought this up on my phone. It ties into Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Did you see Trent Dilfert talking about quarterbacks recently? No. What did he say? This is his quote. The modern day game does not impress me. I love Tom Brady. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love these guys, but they're not impressive. Tom Brady's not impressive? Hey, Trent Dilfert. What did you ever do? You won one Super Bowl. You won one Super Bowl because of your defense. I say you won one Super Bowl because your defense dragged your dead, decaying quarterback's corpse Mm -hmm. across the finish line. They did. You averaged 10 points a game on offense when you were with that Ravens team. 
And you had to have one of the best defenses in the history of the game to get you there. Do you know when the seasons that he threw the most touchdowns, he never threw over 2,500 yards? Yes, he, he was bad. Do you, know how, do you know the most yards he threw for in a season? Mm-mm. 2,800. Wow. He you know makes, the most touchdowns? He makes, Teddy, he, he makes Teddy Bridgewater look good. Do you know how many touchdowns, the most touchdowns he threw in a season? 20. 26. Do you know what his picks were those years? He 20. threw, he threw 20, 26 touchdowns twice. 14 and 11. Oof. Not good. No. He was not a good quarterback. Nope. This is also brought to you by the brilliant mind of Trent Dilfer, who said you can't win game or you can't lose games in the NFL and still win. Trent Dilford's a moron. Brady has God. seven Brady has seven Super Bowls, ten appearances. Dilford, you're one for one. So shut Congratulations. up. Congratulations. And you were never good. Brady threw for that many yards in half what half a season? Yes. Maybe. Don't do it. I, I don't especially have the that, stats. Especially, him, especially that year they went undefeated. He threw for 5,000 yards. I'm pretty sure he had that many yards in what, like six, seven weeks? Yeah. Let me, I'm pulling up his stats right now, dude. Um, so, Trent is an idiot. In the season they won the Super Bowl, 2000, he only played in eight. He only played in 11 games, eight of them. He did go seven and one with a 59.3 completion percentage. Wow. 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns, 11 picks. 11 picks and 12 Uh touchdowns? In eight games. Wow. Um, That was his only year in Baltimore, by the way. Well, yeah, because he was – was he the backup or he was he was a backup because with Tampa Bay the year before in 10 games he threw 1600 yards 11 touchdowns 11 picks wow i'm sorry the most touchdowns he threw was 21 in back to back years <laughs> and then he had 15 picks and 11 picks oh is his best he uh, sucks the the year where he had the most amount of passing yards 2800 he went six and ten as a starter with twelve touchdowns and nineteen picks. What team was that? Tampa Bay team that drafted oh, him. Wow. He's not a good. Here we go. His first full year starting, 12, 16 games. They went seven and nine, four touchdowns, eighteen interceptions with two thousand seven hundred yards passing. Four touchdowns, eighteen picks. Yes. Was that his rookie year? His first year starting. His rookie year, he played in two games, threw one touchdown and six Is, picks. He threw four touchdowns in one year. Yep. 16 games. Yep. You know how many games he started after the year he won the Super Bowl? None. 12. Well, yeah, because didn't he bounce around to a couple teams? Uh, so, you know, he was on COL. I mean, yes, he was with Seattle for four years as the backup, and then he went to Cleveland, and then SFO. I guess that's San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not good, Dilford. And just shut up. But speaking of back to Rogers. Yes, back to Rogers. He needs to shut the hell up too. And go away. So, <laughs> so Aaron <laughs> Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee. Oh, God. And he yeah. says that he's going on a darkness retreat where he's going. A to darkness a, retreat. He's going to a cabin in the woods where. You pay to do this, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's going to go on a vision quest 
and think to himself in the darkness, complete darkness for four days, and they feed you through a slot in the door. Uh, there's, there's like, you can't see outside. There's no lights in the house. I'm wondering when the hell we started paying to go into solitary confinement. Yeah, why would you want to go sit in the dark and be fed through a door? And we can get into this if you want. Maybe this is for a later episode because we got to talk Super Bowl and stuff. Probably later episode. I think this is a deeper thing with Rogers, where he's kind of at that Tom Brady stage where football's all that he's known, mm-hmm. and he's not a happy person in his personal life. Probably. Why not. else would you drink ayahuasca and do a Thad Castle from Blue Mountain State Vision Quest last year, and then? This year, say I'm going on a darkness retreat. And then the last two years, you don't know if you want to play, but the Packers don't want you, but you want to play for the Packers. And the yep. Packers are like, let's roll it back. And then it just doesn't work. Especially this year, it didn't work. I, I think it's just more of like a culture of football thing where it's like it's football or nothing. And I think that screws with people. We can dive into that later. And then, yeah. And then how about Devontae Adams tweeting saying, hey, come join me here in Vegas? I mean, that's an option. That's an option. It's probably and like if we we could talk about where he could potentially go, it's probably Vegas or the Jets. Mm-hmm. The only other team I think that would want him are the Saints and the Bucks. And the Packers said they're not trading him in the NFC. So yeah, like we'll have later episodes. This you know when the NFL offseason comes, we'll talk about a bunch of carousel for you know quarterbacks and players that could be switching mm-hmm. teams. But I just wish Rogers wasn't so like publicly weird. Like, who cares? Like, I don't care what you're doing in your personal life. Like, I'm gonna go sit in the dark and eat scraps. God, I do that at my own home. Um, so let's let's keep with the quarterbacks. Uh, Derek Carr was yeah. given permission by the the Raiders to seek out a trade, and he visited with the Saints. Apparently. Yes, he did. He visited with the Saints on Wednesday is when he went and saw them. So we've talked about this a little bit, but Derek, what do you think his trade value is? Carr? Well, third rounder, maybe second? I would say a third. So, and actually the rumor is that all it would take to get him from the Raiders is a third, but I'm sitting here. We've talked about this a little. Why would you trade for him? The Raiders are going to cut him. I mean, especially with all that because, money he's about to be due. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The Raiders have to cut him by a certain time or trade him mm-hmm. because if they don't cut him, he's owed $40 million for that's next season. And, and if they money. if they cut him, they don't owe him jack, basically. Yep. And teams know that. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't you why would you trade for him when you know you have to force the Raiders into this decision and then just be like, all right, car, 20 million for two years, let's go. Or 20 million for the next two years, yep. kind of thing. So I don't know, man. I, would I wouldn't tra- I wouldn't trade for him. No, I wouldn't now, trade for him. I'd wait till he's cut. I think Carr's a good QB, but I don't know if he's going to be able to put you over the top as an Aaron Rodgers would, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's that's going on with Derek Carr. Uh, the Cardinals. <laughs> wants to coach for them, so they're waiting till after the Super Bowl to decide on what to do with the head coach. Because did you hear? I guess there's some coaches. Well, Brian Flores. 
defensive coordinator, you know, he took a job uh, with the Vikings, D coordinator with the Vikings. Yeah. And he, he kind of, I guess, rumor has it that his representatives were saying he didn't want to be tied to Kyler Murray for, for four years. And I was like, ouch, what does that say about him? And that's the thing. The Cardinals are letting Murray be in the process to pick a head coach. And I want to know what he's done to afford that. Nothing. He win war zone four times in a row. <laughs> Seriously. I, what did he do? I wouldn't want to be tied to that guy. Hell no. And not to mention, as we said, the talent on that. Oh gosh, Eric, I chuckled at this. Uh, somebody said, well, you know, the Cardinals could be waiting or they may look inside the organization to hire. They're like, they do have Vance Joseph. And I was like, oh, please, please hire him as your coach and see what happens to you guys. Please hire him and see what happens. He can't say Murray's tall because he's not, like you say it's about tall. Paxton I mean, Lynch. I'm wondering if they're waiting for Enemy to finish up with the Super Bowl, Eric Enemy from the Chiefs. Chiefs. Maybe, Maybe he becomes their head coach, and I hope so, because from what I heard, nobody likes him. Uh, yeah, or apparently the enemy is just bombing in, in, in interviews. He's not good at interviews, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's been that way for years. Yeah. Like, there's rumors that him and Mahomes don't necessarily get along very well. And Andy mm-hmm. Reed kind of has to like jump in and be the mitigator or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, nobody wants to coach the Cardinals. And I think that's funny. I think it is. And then, then how about Frank Wright saying too, Oh, we're, we're doing a thorough process with the Colts because they haven't hired anyone either. Well, Frank Reich's the Panthers head coach. No, no, the, the Colts haven't hired a you coach. Mean, you mean Jim Ursay? Oh, Jim, my, sorry, yeah, Jim Ursay coming out. Yeah, right, right, yeah, that's right. Right's with the Panthers. But how Again, about Jim Ursay saying, oh, we're doing a thorough search? It's because they keep interviewing Jeff Saturday. That's just, yeah, that's Derek, the we role-played crap. this last week. Did you blow a 33-point lead in the NFL? Yep, yeah, yep. Get Go. the hell out of my office. Go. Interview yeah. done. Yeah, so, get, get going. Well, the two teams without coaches are just – they're screwed. They're so screwed. And, like, they're, they're the, getting Colts, the, scraps. the Colts aren't a bad team. They've got a really good team. Mm-hmm. It's just they don't have the coaching. I don't know, Derek, what job would you rather have? The quarterbackless Colts or the Kyler Murray-led Cardinals? I'd rather have the Colts because I don't I, – I, I, Kyler Murray is just – I just don't really believe in him. And not to mention, the Colts actually have a defense. The Cardinals do not. Dude, it just comes down to these teams where the owner wants to be so involved. I mean, like, think I'm, I mean, think about this. DeAndre Hopkins is going to get traded. James Conner's a free yeah. agent, and all these guys are just. I mean, and like we said, who do they have that intimidates you? Buddha Baker, that's it. Yeah, and, and like maybe Byron Murphy on, on the the back end as corner, but like Michael Bidwell is involved with the team and the decisions. Mm-hmm. Jim Irsay is involved with the team and the decisions. Jared Jones is involved with the team and the decisions. What do these teams have in common? Creepy Jerry Jones. They don't win. No. These owners want to be, especially Jarrah. Jerry wants to be, if if Jerry Jones could, in his ideal perfect world, he'd be owner, CEO, head coach, GM, and quarterback, and lead the Cowboys to 17 straight Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. But he can't do that, so he has to say, I am the GM, I am the owner, I am the CEO, 
I will make final decisions and they don't win because a football mind is not in charge of constructing the roster. Real quick, little nugget here. How about Cliff Kingsbury interviewing with the Texans for their OC job yesterday? I thought he was still in Taiwan on the one-way ticket. No, he interviewed. He was in Houston on Friday interviewing uh, to join the D'Amico Ryan's coaching staff as their OC. I mean, good luck. (laughs) Texas got a lot of issues, bro. Yes, they do. So let's move it on to the NFL honors that just happened and all the awards. Uh, no surprise, Patrick Mahomes wins MVP. Yeah. I think Jalen Hurts could have won it if he had stayed healthy for those two games where the Eagles lost. Definitely. Um, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Geno Smith won comeback player of the year, which is well-deserved. I'd say I, so. I just don't think that he's going to maintain that consistency. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Giants head coach Brian Dayball won coach of the year, which I was not surprised about. I just think, and like Doug Peterson, I think should have gotten more votes than he did. He only got oh, five votes. Yeah, that, that's dumb. Yeah, Doug Peterson was what he did for Jacksonville. They were so bad. Not to mention, mm-hmm. Eric, as we said, they were one in six. Yeah. He turned them around. Um, the jet sauce Gardner wins rookie of the year yeah which, that's crap which it didn't surprise me it uh, but i think aiden hutchinson had the better year he did it's just sauce Gardner likes to hold and he gets away with it yep i do every time there's a sauce Gardner highlight it's just him holding on to the dude's shoulder like uh digs from dallas yep that year he he led the league in interceptions yep yes yeah, so, anywho and then this one surprised me. Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver for the Jets, won Offensive Rookie of the Year when I didn't think he had the best year. I thought Chris Olave had a better year than he did. I thought so, too. When I saw that, that was a big surprise for me. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't think Brock Purdy – I mean, he should have been in the conversation for sure, but I, I didn't think he was going to win it. Um, he just didn't have as big of a resume as these other guys. Yeah. Um, defensive player of the year, no surprise, goes to Nick Bosa. This award just basically goes to whoever leads the league in sacks. Yep. Um, and then Justin Jefferson wins offensive player of the year, which no is a no surprise at all. Which is a no brainer. He just terrorized everybody he played this mm-hmm. year. Oh, and uh, Dak Prescott won Walter Payton Man of the Year because that's all he's ever going to win. <laughs> is that is that too soon? Is that too oh. soon? Too much? No, because we we talked about Dallas a couple weeks ago. I said this year I think is the best you're going to see out of Prescott, and that's his ceiling. And I truly do believe that because he had a good season. It's just he the had, Cowboys. He, I mean, he was hurt was for most of the season, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the Cowboys. They're just and uh, not, they're never going to win. Quick little nugget too before we move on to their Super Bowl talk. Uh, how about? The Hall of Fame announced. Did you see who was announced for that? I did, but go ahead and list them. Uh, Rondé Barber. Worth it. Durrell Revis. Worthy. Uh, Zach Thomas, linebacker Worthy. from Miami. Uh, Demarcus Ware. Worthy. Yeah, buddy. Uh, and how about this? The Joe Thomas, tackle from Cleveland. Extremely worthy. Eric, I was reading some stuff about Joe Thomas. I don't know if you know, but Eric, his streaks of starts – Dude, he it's was just 
Look at this. He played in 10,363 consecutive snaps until he tore until he tore his triceps seven games into his last season. So he never missed one start until he tore. And so literally, he had a legit he had a legit injury and that kept him out. That's insane. And he only played in one winning season in Cleveland his rookie year when they went ten and six. Other than that, he played. He played for <laughs> losing years. But listen to this. He played for seven different head coaches and blocked for 18 different quarterbacks. I'd say it's pretty good. I mean, he was a Pro Bowl selection, 10 consecutive seasons, first team All-Pro, Eric, in seven straight years. I, I mean, the time he was in the NFL, I don't think there was a better left tackle. No. Not even close. But I, I say all those guys are deserving, and it's just ridiculous. Hey, see how easy that was, MLB? Yeah, look at that. Trash-ass baseball. <laughs> all right, let's move it on. Move it on. Last but not least, the last game of the year. To the last game of the year, everyone's favorite sporting event in America, the Super Super Bowl. The Super Super Super, Super Bowl. So how we're going to do this, we're going to talk about each team. We're going to talk about KC's strength and weaknesses on defense and offense, the Eagles' weaknesses and, and strengths on defense and offense, mm-hmm. question marks going into the game for each team, kind of like, you know, things we're wondering about. What's, you know, how how is this going to work? What, what's this going to happen with the, the quarterback kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Then we will do the picks. What, what do the Chiefs have to do to win the game? And what do the Eagles have to do to do to win the game? And then we'll do our we'll then pick. we'll pick the game. Yeah, buddy. Let's start off with Kansas City. Yes. Number one team in the AFC. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As it has been for the past 18 years, it feels like. Well, since uh 2015, yes. So, so that's eight years ago. What yeah. are some strengths and weaknesses on the KC defense? Well, clearly, as we've said for the last couple of years. I mean, this is going back a couple of years ago when the Browns played them in the playoffs. Kansas City's rush defense is not that good. It hasn't no. been good for several seasons now. So definitely their biggest glaring need is their defense. Or rush defense, I should say. Uh, biggest strength, uh, we talked about it, uh, is their um, pass rush. Chris Jones. Um, who's who's the other guy they have? Frank Clark. Finally Frank. got his first playoff sack in his life. Yeah, Frank Clark and uh, their linebackers are very you know athletic and fast too. So you know they're they're kind of good at coverage and whatnot. well. And one but, guy you got to watch out for if you're the Eagles on the defensive line, George Karloftis, the rookie for the Chiefs. Yeah, not he's the had it. No, if you have to worry about for the Eagles. Oh, for the Eagles, yes, is George Karloftis. He's he's a very underrated rookie pass rusher mm-hmm. coming off the edge. And their um, secondary is skittish at times too. Well, and they're opportunistic. Like they're not going to get, they don't get beat deep very much because they just kind of drop everyone back. And Justin Reed does a good job of kind of handling the secondary after um, Tyron Matthew left. Mm-hmm. But and Legarius Sneed is playing, by the way. He is cleared to play. I did see that. Yeah, so actually, the guys, Chiefs have nobody on their injury report as of yesterday. Fantastic. Yeah. Um. 
you know, you've got Trent McDuffie, who's a good rookie, but he's undersized, so you, you can you don't want him matched up on uh, AJ Brown. AJ Brown, no, that's God gonna, no. <laughs> that's going to be Sneed's job. Yeah, but you're right; their rush defense is bad because very they're, they're, bad because you said their 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 linebackers are athletic. They're but undersized. They're very undersized. They're meant to cover, but and not the Chiefs kind of try and rely on their defensive line to block up the running game. Doesn't always and work. their linebackers can't. If it doesn't always work, the linebackers mm. aren't best at tackling. Mm-hmm. So that's where the Eagles could take advantage. And then that secondary, it's good. It's just not great. Yes. Which is not a problem. You can have a good secondary as long as you have a good pass rush. If you it's have just, a – you could have a subpar average or even not a really good secondary, but if that pass rush is really good, your secondary will look phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And like we'll talk about it with the Eagles. That's that's their weakness is their secondary is not as good as their front seven because <laughs> their front seven's amazing. But sticking yeah. with the Chiefs, I, I I think you're right. It's the pass rush. It's not great, but it's underrated. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, one thing the Chiefs do though, do you know they blitz fifty five percent of the time? Mm-hmm. Hello, fifty percent of the time. I'm just 50, looking at the run now. Fifty five. So fifty five percent. Yeah. So more than not, more often than not, you're gonna have to try and stop the blitz. Hello. Well, I look over and you're looking straight down. I'm like, oh. I'm looking at the bullet points on the rundown. There, I'm, this is a I'm, give and take show, buddy. Give and take. I know. I give you take. I'm paying attention. I promise. God, if I can hang on to this. <laughs> so well, what about the Eagles? The Eagles. The Chiefs offense strength uh, we'll go we'll get it out of the way patrick mahomes and travis kelsey i mean you have mahomes and travis kelsey hello i mean hello that's been your strongest your two strongest guys for the last as we said what since 2015 uh-huh. when mahomes when mahomes became a starter 2016 technically. 2016 when mahomes became a starter and he him and kelsey grew that relationship yeah those two i mean just they're ri- freaking ridiculous uh, I would say their weakness, I guess, just outside of those two, don't really have that many other playmakers, I guess. Yeah. Besides those two guys on your offense. Yeah. So I'm looking at the overall statistics for the Chiefs defense mm-hmm. and offense. Um, rushing, they're ranked 20th on offense, yeah. Yeah. eighth against the run on defense. So, but they're, they're actually not bad. 24th against the pass. Mm. And on defense and first on offense with the passing game. Cool. They're uh, the 11th overall ranked defense and the number one overall offense. Well, no surprise there. No surprise there. But Chiefs offense, yeah, it's Mahomes and Kelsey. They're unbelievably good. And... Isaiah Pacheco, where the hell did he come from? Rutgers? A seventh round draft pick he was. So clearly, all I got to say is who's ever in charge of the Chiefs scouting like division, the guy knows what he's doing with all, like he's, he's done a pretty good job drafting. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, he's 5'10", 216. But That's to have thick more. But to have him and Jarrett McKinnon, not to mention they just activated Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you're gonna have those three guys playing tomorrow. So yeah. three good running backs that can all A 
run the ball, and all, B, they can all catch the ball out of the backfield very well. Mm-hmm. Um, weakness for the Chiefs offense. For me, it's the consistent, the, the lack of consistency with their receivers. Yes. They're not bad, but there's no one that you can sit there and say, oh, my God, they're He's going to be the best him. receiver ever. Yeah, they when they had Tyreek Hill, they had that deep threat. But now that he's gone, they do not really have that deep threat. They have guys that can catch the ball, but like if they catch it, they're going to get caught. But Tyreek Hill, if he if he went long, Eric, he was not going to get caught. No, <laughs> still isn't. And I mean, Travis yeah. Kelsey so far this postseason, mm. twenty five catches. That's sick. 170 I'm sorry 21 catches 176 yards and three touchdowns pretty good that's pretty good pretty damn good um and then right behind him is actually not right behind him Kelsey has 25 targets the next closest is uh MVS with 10 10 10 so safe to say Philly uh who are you gonna block to or who are you gonna Guard them all. We've been saying it all. Why do people not double and triple team Kelsey and make everyone else beat you? I don't know. I don't know. And then the next closest after MVS receptions wise, Isaiah Pacheco with six. Running back. So, I mean. Juju Smith's not even on that list. He's got three catches this postseason. Ouch. So that that is the biggest question mark with this Chiefs offense because they've got a damn good offensive line. They do, and they, that was that was the big thing that they fixed uh, after the the getting blown out by the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, but they had to. They, oh yeah, they had to. Um, is who's gonna get open if the the Eagles actually do what everyone says they should do mm-hmm. and double triple team Kelsey? Because yeah, I mean honestly, especially on third down. You double cover Kelsey. Mahomes got to he's going to have to find someone else, or if not, he's going to have to run it. Yeah, so it, it comes down to the Eagles' corners making plays. Mm-hmm. So weakness for the Chiefs' defense. The biggest one we see is their rush defense, even mm-hmm. though it's it's not ranked poorly. It just doesn't. The, here, so they're they're ranked eighth. They give up an average of 107.2 yards. It tells you how bad defenses were against the run this year. Yes. Um, and their offenses, can their receivers be explosive when they need to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at the Eagles now. So the Eagles. Yes. Strength and weakness for their defense. I'm going to tell you right now, I said it before, the front, fantastic front seven. How deep their defensive line is, is incredible. They're, the depth of this team is just, yeah, I mean, re- Ridiculous. I mean, listen to the players I'm going to name off here. Hassan Reddick, underrated. Not, not, not a lot of people know about him. We we talked about him last week. Three straight seasons of at least double-digit sacks. Mm. Uh, you've got Indomitian Sue, Vernon Hargrave, uh, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox. Robert Quinn, hello. Robert Quinn. Hello, Robert Quinn. <laughs> and and they're, they're, I don't even remember all of them because they sub like – 12 of them in and out all game. Not to mention you have Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett. Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett. That was the other two that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Who? What? Hello? <laughs> Hello? 
And then their linebackers are not bad either. You've got Kaiser White coming off the edge too, or in the middle, TJ Edwards and Nicobe Dean. And then their corners. James James Bradbury that you stole from the Giants goes James. and plays for goes in place for his rival team and he has a damn good And then year. you've got top Darius. 5 corner in the league Darius Slay and then you've got Devonte or Avante Maddox. Mhm. Um who is healthy by the way and set to play in the Super Bowl. And on the backside you got C- uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson. Damn, he's a good safety. And Marcus Epps like this defense is loaded. They're really good. So a weakness I have for the Eagles defense. Their corners like to try and jump routes. Yes, they do. So they like they, to take big chances. They like to take big chances. So mm-hmm. you you put double moves on them, mm-hmm. you might be able to get by them. Yep. But that is if you have the time and the pass blocking to do the double the double moves. So it's 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 hard to find a weakness with them, but I would say that's probably the only weakness on defense is their corners just tend to just like you said, like to they're a little like, jumpy. They're a little, little jumpy. Yes. So can you get behind these corners? That could be where the Chiefs take advantage. Mm-hmm. And then if they don't put CJ uh, Gardner Johnson and a linebacker on Kelsey, you know. Maybe they decide, eh, we can one-on-one Kelsey. Like every team in the freaking <laughs> league. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't. Don't. I, how hard it – oh, my God, it makes me so mad. Don't do and, it, Eagles. Anywho, um, I, I would say it's their, 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 their DBs. And honestly, their DBs are pretty good. They are good. Um. Let's look at the offensive side. When I remember we were filling out the rundown, Derek, mm. I asked you weaknesses with the Eagles offense. And we both had to pause. Mm-hmm. Cause we don't know. No. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We were like, uh, <laughs> now I could say the same thing with the Eagles as the chiefs. Like after AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, who do you have to throw the ball to? But then you've got Dallas Goddard. Greg Ward, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal. There you go. So it's like, can you force Hertz to look for those other guys? It doesn't matter because then, like I said, Dallas Goddard. Oh, A.J. Brown. Now Devontae Smith. I mean, just like their defense, this offense is loaded. And the and Eagles have the best offensive line in football. Oh, they're off this offensive line. It's crazy good. It's, it, it, it reminds me of the old school offensive line. They just push you around. That's why they're so good at running the ball is because they are strong and they know how to run block. Excellent. And they have a Christmas album. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but running back wise, they have Hertz, of course, who's a dual threat, which made him explosive this year. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Trey Sermon, and Kenneth Gainwell. Those are their running backs, Eric, that they all use. Yeah. Not bad. Well, and then the biggest weakness on the Eagles' defense, I'm looking at their rankings right here. They were mm. 16th against the run this year. Mm. But that was because they, for the first eight weeks of the season, they were atrocious against the run. They so they bad. go out and get uh, they go out and get um, Hargraves and Damakasu uh, and Kelvin Joseph. That's who I'm thinking of, Kelvin Joseph. And you can't stop them. They're not, you can't get by them now. 
And Dominic Souza, they're just they just got like the biggest, oldest guys out of retirement they could find and threw them in the middle. Well, no, Sue was holding out and waiting to sign with a contender. Once he saw how the Eagles were, he's like, oh, I'll sign a one-year deal with him. Hey, man. I can't blame him. Um, also, they're fifth against the pass. Yeah, damn good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, offensively, offensively, they do this thing that amazes me that I've never seen a team been able to do this before. They can adjust their game to play how the game is playing out. If the run game is not working, like let's say they're getting stuffed in the run, all right, we'll throw the ball the rest of the game. And then Hurts will beat them downfield with, you know, whichever receiver is open that game. Mm -hmm. Or let's say the pass is not working. All right, we'll just beat you on the ground game. They're fifth on the run in the league and ninth in the, the air for the overall third offense. And their defense is ranked second in the league, by the way, behind San Francisco. See, and that's what makes Hurts, to me, dangerous is the way he's playing this year is the way he was playing for that year in Alabama and in Oklahoma, where he has that option. Oh, if, if nobody's open, he can run. And that guy is one athletic son of a gun, dude. He is damn good. I said it coming out. I was like, if a team that was getting in the first round did not draft Jalen Hurts, they're dumb. And mm-hmm. he fell to the second round right into the Eagles' laps. And remember that pick? It was They still had Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. And we were all they like, did. what are the Why? Eagles doing? Why are you going after Jalen Hurts? You don't need him. Clearly. you knew what you... in mouth. <laughs> Cl- clearly, their scouting department was like, um, we know what we're doing, and this guy's going to be our starter someday. And they were right. So – this can kind of lead into the questions part. The mm. biggest question mark for the Eagles I have and like uh, their biggest weakness is Hurts' shoulder okay? Is he healthy? Yes. Because he hasn't looked great these postseason games. But then again, he hasn't needed to. No. The, um, the, then, the, go ahead. When you put up 30-plus points and you have four rushing touchdowns in one game, you don't yeah. need to really, really rely on throwing the no. ball a lot. <laughs> But then you can also flip that and say, how is Mahomes' ankle? Because yeah. against Jacksonville, obviously we all know what oh, happened. And yeah. against um, Cincinnati, it's still he, could, he had no, he didn't have that much uh, mobility. He he forced himself to because he kind of had to. And, and I'm telling you, tomorrow, Eric, high ankle sprain and how bad of an injury his is, he may say, oh yeah, it feels better, but it's not 100. percent They might healthy. shoot it up to make him feel better, but yeah, yeah but it's it's, it's not. Oh, it's it's gonna take high ankle sprains take four to six weeks to heal. Yeah, and he just got that what two weeks ago. Yeah, and he just had a week off, so what? It'll be three weeks tomorrow is when he got it. So no, it's it's not healed. Yeah. It won't be healed till the off season. Yeah. So one thing I want to ask: um, Are the Eagles comfortable from playing from behind? Because for them. Like, I feel like the Chiefs are comfortable when they're behind, even oh, if it's clearly. behind double digits, because they've got Mahomes. Because they've and done it before, too. He's a bleeping witch. Not like, to mention, remember the game against Houston when they were down 20, what, 28 20, to 7? 24 to 3. 24 to 3, and he let them back. So the Chiefs are not worried about being playing. No. And the Eagles, I don't know if they're the best team at coming from behind, because they what they like to do is get you down early. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they can do that against this Chiefs defense. Mm-hmm. So do you think the Eagles can play from behind? Can they play catch up, basically? Oh, 
I think they can as long as it's not too big of a lead. But like the what they like to do is build a lead, run the ball, run it, and shove it down your throat. And I think beat you they, up and tire you out. Yeah, and I think if they're down a lot, yeah, they might be able to run the ball. But I think they have the talent and they have clearly the right guy and hurts sure. to, to, to bring you back. So I, I think they could do it if they need to. Sure. And one thing I want to ask though, it, can the chiefs get the score up? Can they run the score up against the Eagles? Cause that's the one thing the chiefs do. They don't blow teams out a whole lot. They, no. they like that. They, they score a lot of points, but they like to keep teams in game. And, 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 well, I'm telling you that the Texans game, they did that. They went into overtime with the Texans and they let them hang around until they finally beat them. There's a couple teams this year. Hence, hello. Look at when they played the Broncos here. They almost, they almost blew the lead and they almost yeah, lost the game. Uh, like the, the biggest win was against the Niners when they won 44, 23. Mm-hmm. But then you see they, they also opening week against the Cardinals, 44, 21, which we knew was going to happen. But like Tampa Bay, 41, 30 or 41, 31, even though that game was kind of over with, mm-hmm. um, but the Vegas, Texans won. the Texans won. Yeah. They let them hang around. We said the uh, they also beat Vegas in the last week of the season, 31, 13. And like we, and like I said too, when they came here and played Denver, and they had a, a huge lead, and they blew it. Yep. You, you do that to the Eagles, a team that's a hell of a lot better than Denver. You're not going to win if you do that. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> they also beat the Rams like twenty six ten. Yeah, but like the Chargers, two there was three point games both the times. Yeah, Jacksonville well, was a ten point game. Tennessee was a three point overtime win. Another one. Yeah, Malik Willis. A, a team that was struggling at the time, yeah. In the, the in first the game against the Raiders, thirty to twenty nine. The Broncos games, twenty seven twenty four, thirty four twenty eight. Mm-hmm. They didn't blow them out. Nope. And usually we're used to the Chiefs, like, oh my God, they won fifty to nothing. Um. So that would be my concern: is can they, if they get the lead, can they keep it going? I don't know. Also, I don't know. Be- the Colts. <laughs> that's right but also this year they've shown that if they do get a lead they've let teams hang, hang around and you do that if you do that i'm telling you if they do that tomorrow eric they could be in trouble they could uh, and then the other thing do you think the eagles are inexperienced as in like playoff wise no okay explain i just think well of course some of their players but I mean, you got to think they weren't there not too long. That was what, 2017, 2018? 2017, 2018. Most of that team isn't there. I mean, you've got like That's Fletcher true. Cox and Brandon Graham and uh, the Kelsey, Travis, or not Travis, um, Jason Kelsey. I think most of their offensive line is new. But I think just, I don't know. It's just something with this team. It just seems like this chemistry and everything, they all seem to just work well together. Like if the offense is playing well, then the defense is playing well or vice versa. Yeah. Like if they can get the run game going, then, you know, that's what that team really relies on. But I mean, yeah, they do have a lot of guys. I think that are inexperienced, but you have guys like Sue, uh, Fletcher Cox. um, God, who else is there? Bradbury, when he played for the Giants. I mean, you, you have some guys that, that have been in the stage before, so I'm pretty sure maybe some of that stuff is maybe rubbing off on the team. Sure. Especially Sue. I mean, he's been there with Tampa Bay and the Rams, so he's been. this isn't his first rodeo being in the Super Bowl. He knows what it's like to be on the stage. Did he win it with Tampa? 
Yeah. Okay. I couldn't yeah, remember he, if he did. He, yeah, he was on that Tampa Bay team. Mm-hmm. All right. And I, I think they're a little bit inexperienced, but they were in the postseason last year. It's amazing. They, they sneak into the postseason last year, mm-hmm. get beat up pretty badly by Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And now they're here at the Super Bowl, and they were the number one team in the league basically all season. And like, and as we said, how crazy it was, uh, uh, them saying beginning of the year, Jalen hurts the answer. Well, clearly, after whether no matter what happens tomorrow, he's your answer going forward at quarterback. Hundred percent. <laughs> all right, Derek, let's dive into it. We're going to get into the picks here, but we're going to touch on how each team what they have to do to win this game. Let's start with your favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yay. Could you imagine if this game was Chiefs Niners, how uninterested we would be in this stupid game? I wouldn't care. I would watch it, but I really would. I would like just be like, God, can I... there just be an infinite over- amount of overtime <laughs> <and> a tie? <laughs> All right, Derek, what do the Kansas City Chiefs have to do to win this game? Uh, Mahomes just needs to just play well, like he like he has been doing. Mahomes just needs to just play his MVP. You know, he won the trophy. He won that award this year for a reason. Second time MVP winner. In six years, which is pretty impressive. But play up, play up to your MVP level that you did all year. And the defense, you got to stop the Eagles' rushing attack. That's the most important thing. You got to stop the yep. rushing attack. And if you can do that, and if Mahomes can play, like I said, up to his MVP season i think that's how the, the chiefs can win the key for me is the chiefs get turnovers and how you do that is stop the run mm-hmm. make hurts pick the ball up test his shoulder see if it's okay make him uncomfortable in the pocket and mm-hmm. force him to make throws yep that that's how they're gonna win and then you're gonna have to try and get turnovers because the eagles are tough to stop yes sir. one way to do it is take the ball away mm-hmm. and then, uh, it's just try and get mahomes on that field as much as you can Mm-hmm. Force the Eagles into third and longs. Make them pick the ball up and throw it as much as you can. Yes. I think they can do it, but that's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Derek, what do the Eagles have to do to win this game? Man, as we said, just run the ball well. Run the ball well, and then once you do that, you know, safeties, linebackers will cheat up, and then that's where you can beat them deep with the passing game. And then not to mention, you have the front seven. Get after Patrick Mahomes, but pressure him because he's one of those guys. You put pressure in his face, you will rattle the crap out of him, and he will make some bad throws, and you could possibly get some turnovers from that. Yeah. Uh, keep Mahomes on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Control the clock. Run the ball. Mix in some play action. Get Hurts moving if you need to. If the pass rush starts to kind of get there, move him out of the pocket. Let Make him, you know, Throw on the run, which he's really freaking good at, by the way. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, then, how, Mahomes out of the pocket and on the run throwing it. I mean, hence. He's look, even better. Look at look at the Denver game where he underhanded it and just to McKinnon, just ridiculous. Dude, I don't know how many times I watch a Chiefs game and I just go, witchcraft. He's or a what, witch. Or what game was that when he did the, the spin move and then he Tampa. threw it? Yeah, just no. That's insane. Yeah, I, I, Eagles, keep Mahomes on the sideline, control mm-hmm. the clock. And then if you get into obvious passing situations, get home, sack Mahomes, make him uncomfortable, or force him to move. Test, yep. Just like Hurts and test, test that ankle. shoulder, test the ankle. Exactly. Test that ankle. Also, put as many people as possible on Kelsey. <laughs> we can't reiterate that enough. Put Do two not. Or three people on him. 
the thing with Kelsey, linebackers are too slow to cover him. And safeties and corners aren't big enough to cover him. Yes. So here's an idea. But what if H? Brilliance. What an idea. And then one thing I saw, I forgot what team it was, tried to put a defensive lineman on him. Yeah, just he's really not fast enough to cover him. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Just don't. That's the yeah. Well, I can't remember that, but yeah, that was dumb. I think it don't was the Bengals. That. I think it was the Bengals. They tried to put Hendrickson and Hubbard on him, and it just did not work. It was bad. Yeah. But all right, Derek. The moment of truth. Let me give you the oh. Let me give you the numbers here. The Eagles are one and a half point favorites. The Eagles are favorites. The Eagles are favorites against Ooh. the Kansas City Chiefs. What's the over under? 51. Damn. I'm going to give you some scenarios here, Derek. Mm. Which team is more likely to blow out the other? Eagles. I agree with you. I, I'm not saying this to be biased. I mean, granted, yeah, I can't stand the Chiefs, but to me, the Eagles are just, I just feel like they are just well, the more complete what... team. Yeah, so I didn't mean to interrupt you, sorry. But uh, it's yeah. what we said. The Eagles are better at running up the score, consistently scoring, and basically putting their, their foot on your neck. Which, look at both their playoff games. Hello, 31 yeah. and 38 points. And yeah. they, only allowed seven. They, only, they, they only gave up 14 points. They kicked the – yeah, they, they put their foot on their throat and they kept it on their throat all game long. All right, which team is most likely to score a, win a low-scoring game? Probably KC. Well, I think it's the Eagles. Because you know what that means? They controlled the clock. They controlled the clock with the rushing. Yeah, I guess you're right then. I have to agree then with you. And the I think the e- I think the Chiefs are more likely to win a high-scoring game. Oh, yeah. Because it's Kansas City. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, their offense is unbelievably good. All right, who are you picking and what, what's the score? Oh, what's the score? I didn't think of this. <laughs> Who's winning and give a score? As to- All right. I am picking the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. To win. Let's go. Let's go 27 to 24. Ooh, okay. I have the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Here, I'm going to put scores down here, too. And I agree, too. I go with the Eagles, and my score, I see it being uh, 34 to 27. Ooh, okay. All right. I, I see the Eagles scoring 30 points again. I just think Jalen Hurts somehow gets uh, MVP for you. I think it's Hurts for me. Pretty obvious. I think hmm. Jalen Hurts gets the Super Bowl MVP. I think he. Go... Ha- I think he has. I think he has like one rushing touchdown and like two passing touchdowns, and that's what gets him it. I'm gonna go AJ Brown. Oh boy, he could. I, I think he's gonna have the biggest mismatch of this whole game for either people. He's Sneed is good. But AJ but Brown Brown's a monster great. among men. He's a monster among men. <laughs> so <laughs> that, really that's going to be my key matchup to watch for is AJ Brown versus Lajarius Sneed. Who gets the better of who? But I'm going to I'm going to go AJ Brown. Okay. All right. Those are our Super Bowl picks. We both think the E A L E S Eagles. Yes, please do it, Philly. We're going to win. That. Yes, I hope they do. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here. We both picked the Eagles. Both.
And we will see you with the results after the Super Bowl. Enjoy your parties, people. Drive safely, please, if you decide to drink at these part with these games, which we know you're going to. Seriously. I am. <laughs> You'll be at home though. I'm gonna be at home eating plates and getting fat. Watch <laughs> some football. All right. We'll Peace. catch you on the next time. Peace. Thank you.